Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to FACPA and Consultants. As every week, here we are with our CPA, Fulton Abraham Sanchez. Hi, Fulton. Welcome back. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. For the new ones in our channel, this is a video series called Tax Talk, where we are going to talk about the different tax strategies that you must follow according to your situation. And we will answer all the questions we have received uh, via the social media or emails or comments you may leave in our here in the in the description or in the comments of our YouTube channel. And today we are going to talk about the letters from the IRS. And due to the number of existing letters, we have this uh, we have divided this video into three parts. So please keep tuned because we have three chapters. So Fulton, shall we start? Yes, certainly. Perfect. Here we have the first part of this chapter. CP88, delinquent return refund hold. What is that letter? Okay. Uh, the series of letters that the IRS sent, uh, sent, basically, they treat or they deal with a specific uh, issue. In particular, letter CP88, delinquent return refund hold. This letter is uh, letting the taxpayer know that the hold is, that the refund has been held. That the IRS is not giving you the refund because there is a return that needs to be filed. This is why I say CP88. Where do you find this, this number, CP88? At the, at the beginning of each letter that you receive, they are in the, in the right hand side, at the top of the letter, right corner, there are some specific codes. The first one is the, the letter code, the number of the CP88. Then you have the year. And then you have the tax ID. Then you have a fax number and, um, and the time when you, need, you can file maybe even a fax number, phone number and fax number where you can call or you can fax. Those are the data, uh, I'm sorry, and also the year, the, the fiscal year that the letter is identified or is attached to. Once you identify all this, the first line, the first in the right, in the right top corner, the first line is the code of the letter. It will appear the CPA ADA or CP or whatever the, the, the type of the letter. So CPA ADA is a letter that gets you or you get the letter because there is a return that has not been filed. This could be in a previous year because in that, because there is no determination if you, if you have a debt, meaning that you owe money in the previous year, refund for the current year of tax filed. Therefore, to fix this, you need to file a tax return for the year before the one that you are claiming the refund. If you don't file your refund, you don't file your tax return for the for that year, could be a, a year before, it could be two years before the year that you are filing, the, the refund is going to be on hold. This is because the IRS cannot determine if there is a debt or if there is a, a refund for that year. So this is not an alarming letter. It only needs or only lets you know that there is a return missing 
in your account and you need to file that return for that particular year. That's it. Okay, got it. And the next letter is CP14, first notice of balance due. Okay. Uh, usually letter CP, they are they go for they go for, for letters. Whenever and, and you need to know, you need to read the letter, what the letter is about. Oh, because I said before, all the letters are not that frightening. Some letters are just information. Like you need to file a return, you need to provide more information, that's it. But some letters, whenever you see first notice, then you have to be careful. Because CP14 is a letter that it's, an, it's telling you that you owe money. That you filed a return, but you didn't pay the money due in your return. And this happens, this happened, for example, when uh, we have a client or there is a client who he doesn't, he or she doesn't want to pay with a bank account and he said, I will send a payment or I will pay uh, by the IRS.gov site, directly to the IRS. And the client forget, forgets or the client doesn't remember to pay. When that happens, the IRS will send you a letter stating you owe money. The problem, this letter is not a problem because you can do two things. You can pay the balance due or you can do an installment agreement. These are the two, the two options that you have. When you receive letter CP14, first notice of balance due, first notice of balance due, you have two options. Either to pay the balance due with a check, the letter will, will get an, a, a, a slip, a payment slip. You will cut it off, put in an envelope, put your check, and put in a stamp in the envelope and it will go automatically. You don't need even to put any, no, you need to put in a stamp, by the way, yes, you need to put in a stamp. But you don't have to write an envelope, you don't have to write the address, it will come and payment slip, or you will do an installment agreement. Even um, an installment agreement, you can call the IRS and do the installment agreement by yourself. But second, you can also go to irs.gov and set up an account and do the pay installment agreement by yourself. That will be the two the, the options. If you don't want to do an installment agreement either with the IRS or by yourself, you can go to a, an accountant or an attorney, tax attorney or an enrolled agent, and the enrolled agent will be able to do it for you. But the thing is, whenever you are receiving this, this is not a problematic letter. It will become a problem if you do not pay because the letter. As I said before, it's not a problem in itself. The only problem is that it will get, it will bring penalties and interest for the payments not done. The balance due has not been paid, the taxes balance due has not paid, has been paid. And because of that, you are going to have interest to pay in the letter. Meaning if you owe whatever the amount you owe, it will not be that amount only. You will have interest now. So it's critical that you do something when you receive this letter, because this is the first letter. There are two more, if you don't pay, there are two more, and the fourth one is the letter for um, uh, leaving your assets. They, they are kidnapping your assets. So at this point, you are still good. You only need to do two things, either pay the, the amount of the debt and the interest, whatever is on the letter, or second, do one installment agreement. So when you're going to do an installment agreement, it all depends how much you owe. 
if you owe loan less than $25,000, the IRS will allow you to do an installment agreement either by phone, by the internet, or when an accountant do it for you, and you don't have to pay with, uh, with direct debits. If you owe more than twenty-five, up to 50000 you are obligated to do an installment agreement if you prefer to do that, but it must be um, automatic debits for your bank account. That's, that's absolutely. If it is over $50,000, you do not only pay, you do not only need to pay with a, a, a bank account, meaning with an automatic debit. In addition, you need to provide a detailed description of your income and expenses, your assets and liability to determine the amount that the IRS will accept. When you owe, when you owe more than 50,000, the IRS is not gonna accept the amount that you plan. The IRS is gonna require you a minimum amount, and that's the amount that you have to pay. Now, remember, um, whenever you are facing this problem of a balance due, the best is to pay in one year, because when the ne next year comes, that debt is already, it's already uh, paid. This is, on, this is if you have the means. If you are broke, meaning that you have nothing, you are not able to pay, you have two more options. You can apply for an uh, offering compromise. I have, I have said this in other videos, or you can apply for uh, um, economic calamity, meaning that when uh, the first thing is when you are completely broke, like broke, like you, like I'm sorry, bankruptcy or broke, meaning that you cannot you cannot face your or serve your debt. The IRS will will give you a long questionnaire to do an offering compromise. Now, whenever you are contemplating this problem, this uh this options offering compromise and um, or uh, um economic calamity do not do this by yourself because the IRS when you call the IRS and say I want to do an offering compromise the IRS will will not do it outright the IRS will try to to force you or will, will try to not to force you but will suggest to do an installment agreement and then will send you papers that you will sign the moment that you sign you're gone it's nothing to do because you sign so before before sign any paper before doing anything just talk to a professional uh, an attorney a cpa or an enrolled agent experienced in in um in, in solving issues with irs because your your financial resources are on the line uh in addition for example if you are if you are not if you are if you are not um if you are able to come with a full fund with the whole amount in the next six months, the IRS will even give you an installment agreement, like to suspend the payment for the six months, and then in six months you will, you can pay the full amount. Obviously, it will accumulate interest. So be very careful. Remember, we uh, sometimes clients ask, "How can I prevent um, running in trouble with the IRS?" The root of all problem is not paying your debt on time that's a root so this letter is the root of all the problems but actually the root of all problem is when you are doing your tax return and you are not say you're not paying your debt there or you are not doing an installment agreement there so so be very careful this letter you can even receive this you can receive this letter even if you establish an installment agreement because as i said before in other videos, the installment agreement doesn't run automatically when you file it with your tax return. It takes three months. So 
you file your tax return, you, uh, you file an installment agreement, and you receive this letter. So what happened? You will call your accountant and say, you did something wrong. No, the IRS is not, doesn't validate installment agreements immediately. It takes 30, uh, 90 days. So within those 90 days, you need to submit payments through the online system of the IRS or by writing a check and sending to the place where you file your tax return. You have to have that information to your accountant. If you don't, if you don't, the easiest way is to, is to pay that um, uh, within those three months that the installment agreement is validated, pay that online, irs.gov slash payments. We'll put that, that link here in the video description, irs.gov slash payments. You can pay there with the code 1040, 1040C, 1048-1040, and the year of the tax return. And then you put the amount and you pay that with credit card or with debit card. Um, and you have to do this at least for three months until the installment agreement kicks in. Even, even now, you receive this letter, you file an installment agreement. Even if you file an installment agreement, you have to do payments monthly till the installment agreement kicks in if you chose bank, uh, direct debit. If you didn't choose bank direct debit, you have to keep doing the payments and honor the installment agreement till the installment agreement is exhausted and you have paid your debt. Always keep this in mind that the IRS doesn't automatically uh, set up the installment agreement. You need to do payment. You need to be proactive. Be proactive. You have to do payments in a uh, 30 and uh, 90 days in a 90 days after, until the installment agreement is uh, accepted. Perfect. Thank you. And we have here the third letter, which is CP 501 reminder notice balance due. Okay. This is, the, this is the series of letters 501, 503, 504, and 5. They go, when you, get, when you go from a lower denomination, like 14, CP14, to a higher denomination, 501, your problems already are running. And you cannot run, you cannot run the IRS out. You cannot outrun out the IRS. This is, when the, this is when things has not been taken care of. For whatever the reason is, even for fear, at this point, the second letter, when you get letter 501, letter starting number five, this is when you have to be careful because letter with this denomination, 501, 502, 503, 504, they, this is when the IRS start to dig in. They want to, they want to uh, receive the payment and you are not complying with your obligation. So, this is a reminder only, but at this point, you should not receive a reminder. You are supposed to fix it the moment that you receive the letter. Now, you can also receive this reminder, letter CP501. Remember, CP501, where do I find that? At the beginning of the letter, top right hand side, there is the, well, the first line is the, the code, CP and the number of the letter. The first, the first line, Top right, then you see the letter, a type, the tax ID, the year, the name of the officer, or the telephone number, and to whom reply. Um, we'll give you the instruction and the year of the of the tax return uh, of the case. So when, if you receive this, 
This might be a consequence of you filing a tax return on the first note, I'm sorry, filing an installment agreement on the, on the first notice, but not doing the payment. So you file an installment agreement, you say, I am, I am off the hook, I'm fine, I don't have to worry, and boom, you receive this error. Well, the only thing that you forgot, even though you file your installment agreement is, even if you file an installment agreement and you requested automatic debits, remember the IRS, does not process immediately, it takes 90 days. So you file your installment agreement, you file, you, you requested a debit from your account, automatic debit, and then you receive this letter. Well, I already took, took, uh, took care of this, what happened? The problem is that in, within, nine, within the next 90 days after you file your installment agreement with automatic debits, you need to do payments through the irs.gov slash payments website because the installment agreement doesn't kick in immediately. So you have set up your installment agreement. You, you okay, so you set up your installment agreement. You didn't, you didn't choose automatic debits. So you didn't choose automatic debit, you have to start doing payments either by check, as you agreed upon the number of number of payments. Are you doing the summer agreement? You divide the number of the amount that you owe, divide it into 12, and you pay that plus a little bit at the end of the of the day, of, of the period because you are gonna you have you're gonna have interest. They are gonna send you a letter how much you owe anyway. So you put that amount in summer agreement, you send it the you send the letter. Now you didn't choose any installment, any automatic debit. You start, you start doing payments by by check, and then you send it to the IRS to request your account. And where do I have to send this? Usually, is where you file the tax return. The location where you the, the tax return is is received by the IRS. There are specific centers uh, according to the the geographical areas that we have in the U.S. So you request that you send a check. You write a check. And you put your um, you put your social security number on the check, and you give it to the IRS. The IRS cash a check, and then fine. You do that through the amount through the number of the months where you have agreed to pay the to pay the the, the debt, the tax debt. Remember, twelve months is just a a, a a suggestion. Doesn't mean that you have to do it in that time. It could be you have up to uh, seventy two months to pay. But remember, seventy two months probably will duplicate the debt because it's over, over five years. It will probably duplicate, perhaps not duplicate the debt, it will be 50% more of debt that you are gonna pay because of interest. So you, 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 you set up your, your, your uh, installment agreement, you send payments monthly basis, and uh, the IRS send you, no, you, you set up your installment agreement, uh, you didn't request any payments uh, deductible from the account, they are sent you a letter because you forgot to send payments. So you start sending payments by check or you go to the irs.gov slash payments and you pay there. That's one. Second, you set up your installment agreement and you even request automatic debit from your account and say, I am off the hook, fine. Boom, you receive this letter. You forgot to do payments for the next 90 days because the installment agreement is not set up automatically. So now you have to send two options, either go to the irs.gov slash payments and do payments there. The amount that you that you selected, that you put on the, on the installment agreement, amount of the debt divided into 12, 12 months, that amount you pay monthly, that amount you put on the 
irs.gov slash payments and you send your payment or you write a check. Remember, the, whenever you set up an installment agreement, either with automatic debit or without automatic debit, you have to do the payment. When there is automatic debit, 90 days. When there is no automatic debit for the rest of the time of the period that you have agreed to pay your debt. Where you do your payment, you can, you have to request to your accountant who process your return, where is the location that your, your tax return is received by IRS. With that information, you write a check and you send it by mail. Or if you don't want to ask your accountant the number where you to where to send the payment, you go to irs.gov slash payments and pay there directly. You do that in a monthly basis if you don't have you have an agreement without automatic debit or for the next 90 days until the installment agreement kicks in by debiting automatically from your bank account when you have chosen that option. So please keep all these details. Remember all these details because they are very important. At this point, if you have not, not you received this letter, CP01, reminder, not a reminder, is because either you didn't do, you, you do, you did nothing, or you did something that you forgot that the IRS got something as an installment agreement, and you forgot that the IRS doesn't process in the, the installment agreement for the next 90 days. So keep all that in mind. Got it. And then I received, for instance, CP503, second request notice balance due. <laughs> Remember that. This is like this is like a like an elevator. Yes. The higher it goes, the most uh, difficult. The more dangerous the fall. So 503 is getting serious. This is when you are you are not you have not done your job, your your homework. You have not provided the installment agreement or the or pay your debt so at this point recommendation is the same as with letter 501 do something get with a professional to do or b if at this point you are not able to pay then talk to a professional and consider an offering compromise to pay a portion of the debt then if you are completely broke on the street you cannot support yourself you are living with a relative or with one of your children and they are supporting you you receive no income you have no job and you can prove this to the irs the irs will put <clears throat> the debt for for 10 years frozen it will be in standby frozen for 10 years it will be because of economic calamity doubts as to collection it's called the the, the technical term doubts as to collection sorry it's not is is doubtful that the debt will be collected because of the economic situation economic calamity of the of the debt of the taxpayer is the debt is frozen for 10 years within those 10 years uh you are supposed to receive no income if in, within those years you are in the same situation, the debt will be forgiven after 10 years. But you have to apply for forgiveness at the end of 10 years. So there are options. You need to get informed, talk to a professional, a CPA, a tax attorney, and a, or enroll agent versed experience in tax debt resolution to give you the best options. So 
remember, do something, get informed. If you are, if you call the IRS, write down every single detail, like the name of the person, the code, the IRS code, uh, the officer will provide you and, and, and address them in a, in a respectful way, like they are police officer. But do something, either talk to a professional, talk to the IRS, find your options. You are, if you are in bankruptcy, meaning that you are not able to, technical bankruptcy, meaning not able to, to comply with your debts, consider an offering compromise to pay a portion of the debt. If you are broke, practically on the streets, then consider a, a what is called debts, uh, doubts to collection, and it will be 10 years frozen your debt, and at the end of 10 years, it will be forgiven if you have no income during those 10 years, but do something understood and it seems like this person likes danger and this person receives the letter cp504 final notice okay. and direct intents this, this is what i keep saying now is now is really now is really dangerous now is, is trouble because this is a final notice and the irs is going to kidnap your assets letter cp cp504 is uh, perhaps the last hope that you have. At this point, you are still on time doing a, a, an arrangement with the IRS. Uh, but at this point, you, are, you will be in a weak position. You will not be able to negotiate because the IRS has all the power, has given you 90 days. These letters like 501, 503, 504, they are every 30 days. So the, the IRS has given you 90 days that you have done anything at this point the only thing that you have is if you are broke obviously offering compromise tell the areas i cannot pay my debts i have no money i have no job uh they are going to ask you how long you've been this for one year for six months okay this is what you're going to do they're going to say you have two options um you can pay uh, you can run installment agreement or you can do an offering compromise and they're going to send you the two sets of documents and they're not saying sign this, sign that, whatever you agree. Problem is that you are not familiar with the document. So you can talk to the IRS, but never agree to sign anything. They are not gonna, they are not gonna force you to the telephone, I mean by the telephone to pay anything. There is no jail for debt. For this title, when the personal debts and you, you don't pay your debt tax, there's no jail. Um, it can be a consequence in your tax in your credit report because the IRS is going to look into your credit report and they're going to post to your credit report because you owe money. But then do something, get, get something, get something um, out of this. Do not stay quiet. You have this final notice, you have to do something. So you call the IRS, you tell them always the truth, that you have no money. And if you tell them that you are that broke, like broken the streets, like you are living with a relative and you have no income and that relative provides you roof and food, then they will say you might be able to apply for uh, the, the doubt to collection or, or economic calamity. But they will say they will give you another set of documents because it's a different set of documents for each one, for an installment agreement, for an offering compromise, for, or for economic calamity or doubt to collection. It's a different set of documents. So you might have two or three set of documents you don't have you don't know what to what to decide. So at that point, it will be better you you talk to an um, 
a professional or you talk to a non non-profit organization that they have some churches have um, these non-profit organizations to help clients to deal with this uh, tax debt so talk to someone get get um uh, get the advice that you need to proceed but do something at this point because if you do not do something the irs is going to uh, kidnap your bank accounts if the bank accounts do not satisfy the debt it will be then uh, a lien on your property the IRS is not going to sell it. it cannot force you to sell the property to pay your debts the IRS can force you for example to liquidate your retirement accounts like IRA accounts only one case no because they are selling that but uh, but IRA the IRA accounts or Roth IRA Roth IRAs they will be uh, they are enforceable by the IRS to be liquidated to pay the debt so be very careful saying i don't have debt because the IRS knows all day from advance because you have filed that all that before and and every single institution that holds your accounts IRS, Roth IRS, uh, 401k they report to the IRS electronically so the IRS has all the information from all your information is there, your bank accounts, everything. So that's how the IRS knows when you have money and when you don't have money. So don't lie, because they will say, no, you have this and you have that. We have proof of that. So be very careful. But so you you agree with, you call the IRS, you tell them the, the truth that I have no money. Uh, but remember, at this point, this letter gets to you because you have no, you have done nothing. You have not called the IRS or you have not found out, you have just run out of the, out of, out of the IRS there, like like run run from it, but you have not done anything. So the IRS can uh, kidnap your bank accounts if that is not enough. It can put a lien on your property, and then when you sell it, the first thing to be paid is the the lien with the IRS, the taxes that you owe with the IRS. And remember, if this is after many years, your debt will accumulate, and probably the amount of the debt, depending on the amount was going to take a considerable impact on the on the amount that you're going to receive when you sell the house so be very careful when you do this so don't don't procrastinate in, in fixing this um, the other thing that the IRS can do is to put a garnish on your salary it's a garnishment so you the IRS will force your employer to withhold 10 percent of your salary and send it to the IRS in a monthly basis automatically so all these measures that the IRS takes is with the objective of guaranteeing that the IR, that the money, the payment for the debt is going to be received. Got it. And from floor CP504, we jump to floor CP523. Intent to terminate your installment agreement and seize your assets. Yes, this is. This is related to an installment agreement. So CP 523 is not, it's still bad. Um, because here you did have an installment agreement, but you didn't honor it. This, this happens once the IRS has approved your installment agreement and you have forgotten to do the payments because you were doing, because you opted for, or you chose for a, um, manual payment meaning that you were sending the checks this is not going to happen when you have automatic debt well this might happen when you have an automatic debt 
if there are no funds in the account. So the installment agreement, you have not honored the installment agreement because there are no, you didn't send the checks by mail or you didn't have enough money uh, in the bank account or for any reason the account was closed and you forgot to update the IRS or send an, uh, a new installment agreement and talk to the IRS about, uh, call the IRS about the change of accounts. And now the installment agreement need, it's going to be terminated. It's an intent. It means that is not terminated it means that it's going to be terminated if you don't do anything but if it is terminated the irs is going to seize your asset meaning kidnap your bank account garnish your salary and uh, set a, li a levy on your property these three could be one this could be one uh, at the same time if the amount is that large that neither your bank account uh, or, and your the ten percent of your of your salary is enough to cover the debt. So they are, finally the IRS, the IRS needs to place a lien on your property because it's not it's not enough. So at this point you need to reinstate your installment agreement. But at that point the IRS is going to have uh, is going to require an automatic debit if you didn't have it before, and is going to request as well financial information so don't get to this because at this point the IRS can increase the amount that you owe because now you are at risk you don't you don't honor your your your, your obligation so the IRS now is gonna it's want it's gonna it's going to give you or it's going to to ask to request a large amount a larger amount for payments understood well, this was uh, this was the first <laughs> chapter about IRS letter. It's, it's better not to. It's better to be. Whatever you do, do it with the whatever you say, exactly. whatever you whatever you compromise with the IRS. Honor it. Promise, do it because the IRS. This is not the, that somebody else is sitting behind a computer, checking who is doing or who is not doing what it's supposed to do. To do this is automatic system that they send all these letters automatically and they execute you automatically as well exactly please everybody you already know please this first chapter about this uh, we have reviewed six letters i mean these are the most um, i mean the nicest ones so please act as our cpa fulton has said please you should ask uh, you should act Please. So, thank you everybody for joining us, and of course, as always, thank you Fulton for sharing this vital information that can really save a lot of time and money, so please follow the steps. And if you have further doubts, please do not hesitate to contact us, uh, you can send us an email, you have had the email address here, or also you can leave a comment. And in the meantime, you can also check the webinars we have done about offering compromise, letters from the IRS, step-by-step, step, and installment agreement. And um, before leaving, please double check if you have already subscribed to our YouTube channel, so uh, you can be notified when we publish the next chapter of the letter from the IRS that trust us, you want to know more about it. So see you, so see you soon, and thank you very much, Fulton. Bye-bye. Yeah.